0: Welcome to the Silicon Valley Bootstrapper Success Stories. In this podcast, we're telling the stories of those bootstrappers who self-funded their company and grew past $10 million in revenue. We're here not only to celebrate their success, but also to learn from their experience and get inspired so that one day, we can make it big as well. Today I have the honor of interviewing Manav Singh, the founding partner of SOA Projects, an accounting and financial consulting company headquartered in Mountain View. Manav founded the company in 2005, and today SOA Projects has 15 offices in 10 different countries. SOA Project has been listed as one of the largest privately owned company and one of the largest minority owned business, several years in a row by the Silicon Valley Business Journal. It has also been voted as number one best place to work in 2015. Monof was recognized as one of the 40 under 40 by San Francisco Business Times. Let's hear from Manav about how he strategically positioned the company to take on the big four and push his company way past that $10 million revenue mark. Manu for letting me interview you. I know mm-hmm. you grow a very successful business So today I wanted to have you share your experience with the audience.
1: Absolutely, thank you.
0: You're welcome. So first of all, when did you start the business? So around 14 years ago. 14 years? Yes. Ago. Okay, wow. And why did you start this business?
1: So, left the big four and joined the industry and uh, realized in the industry that whenever anybody needed accounting and finance help, the model was run towards the big four. Right, right. Because the model in the industry was you have the big four and then you have mom and pop shops and nobody in the middle to compete with the big four with the quality. Right. So, that was the whole idea behind it. The name SOA Projects is basically a solution of all projects. So the idea was that we will grow to become a one-stop shop for all CFOs, for all services. So that was the idea 14 years ago. And in 14 years, we have now Technical Accounting Group, which also is a big IPO group with just IPOs in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And anything to do with Technical Accounting and Finance, uh, Compliance is our second biggest group. We diversified into IT, so we are okay. helping companies do NetSuite and all the cloud applications. We acquired a search firm called Alchemy Search, so now we are doing all the way from CFOs down to APARGL kind of accounting and finance, full-time searches and interim uh, support. Oh, okay. We have a group to our company that does forensic accounting, fraud investigations, and uh, distribution audits, loyalty audits, licensing audits. We recently started our own software within the company to do RPA, which is an automation process. Okay. So idea is now when we go to a client, we can tell them that you can use one person, one company, one mm-hmm. vendor, or you can use five vendors, your right, choice. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of like gone very well for clients. Right.
0: Right. So you basically started as a CPA accounting and
1: just diversified into all.
0: Yeah. Basically, all services that
1: all services that a CFO, accounting, and finance right. organization needs.
0: Right. Okay. So, who are your clients? Are they the bigger company, or are they the smaller company? Uh,
1: any anywhere after. So, we normally start getting engaged in companies that are Series B plus.
0: Okay. So, series from Series
1: B plus. B plus to helping companies go public, and then a lot of public companies.
0: Okay. Great. And it has been 14 years and you have grown the company past that 10 mil mark. By the way, uh, oh, yeah. Vern, Vern Harners, quite is yeah, quite you know, ahead of 10 way, Exactly. Yeah. But Vern Harner actually uh, said in his book, the, the scaling up that only 0.4% of all U.S. company reaches past Starting 10 mil. Starting a
1: company is easy. Getting up to 5, 10, 15, 20 employees is easy. Mm-hmm. But once you hit twenty employees in California, especially, and then the overhead cost—you know, mm-hmm. first twenty employees is easy. You know, you can work from home, get part-time work, do all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Once
1: you grow and you feel, wow, this is great, I can do this all day long. Right. <laughs> but when you hit twenty to thirty to forty to fifty employees, then you have to build an infrastructure. You have to buy an office or get an office. You have to get an HR director, an operational director. <laughs> You have to have other partners come in to help you grow. That, I think, is the most difficult time in a company. Right. right. Starting is easy. You're on your own. There's nothing but going forward. Yes. When you're in the middle and you're in that threshold where you come up and you get a threshold, then how to get from that threshold to up, that is the main challenge.
0: Yes, yes. No, for sure, because in his book, he actually called those valley of death. Yes. And um, we'll definitely get to that. And I wanted to say if you say you started from basically zero to where you are, what do you think you did? In my
1: garage, in my garage with the heater underneath my (laughs) table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. So what did you do well, looking
1: back? I think customer service. I customer think customers service. are very important. Mm-hmm. You know, in my field, only two things are important. Customers are very important and your employees are very important. Mm-hmm. If people in the big four or other companies that you know we hire from, if they all treat their employees nicely as a family and take care of them and don't just treat them as a number, mm-hmm. nobody will leave them and join me. So i think treating your employees like a family you know keeping them close to you understanding them not from a business point of view but a family point of view right, okay. i think that's very important and the other thing is customer service that keeping your customers happy and understanding what your customers need not just selling them what you think they need
0: right right okay great definitely i think the big four they're good but they do you know, have very high pressure. Well, it's
1: Big Four are things. very good. Big Four is the best training ground very in great. the world. But um, Big Four have the challenges because they are Big Four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they can't give you hundred percent on everything. That's you true. Know, being a smaller company, you can give your hundred percent to every client.
0: That's very true. That's yeah. great. So it's, sometimes it's actually good to be smaller because yeah. you make decision quicker and you can adjust quicker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great. So this is like a typical growth curve, right? Mm-hmm. You have your startup phase, then you get into the growth phase, mm-hmm. at some point you sort of flatten out, we Mature call it running, yeah. running the business or the maturity, mm-hmm. then uh, something happen again. Let's say you expand your service, you have the second growth and then mm-hmm. the whole growth cycle repeats. Yeah. So where do you think you are? In I this think we're growth? still on
1: the growth path. Okay,
0: so do you actually
1: have gone through a couple of these? We've
0: gone through a couple of them. You've okay, gone run through, through a couple, a couple of, of them.
1: growth yeah. curve. Yes, because, so like I said, in our in our business, you know, you, when you have nothing to look back on, you're just taking off,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then you suddenly get this dump where people look at you, and you have to maintain your quality, you have to maintain your employees, you have to maintain your cost. Um, you know, you have to start building a company. You know. Right. When you take off, you're not a company; you're a startup. Mm -hmm. You know, then you become a company. When you become a company, then you have a dip. And then coming out of the dip is difficult. And then once you up the dip, then ideas to keep growing. And I think we're in that growth mode, right? Right,
0: right. Yeah, that second or third growth curve already, right? Second,
1: I would say, yeah.
0: Okay, great. So my question is, because you have gone through a a complete cycle and then now you're in the second growth phase. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you say, When you're in that startup phase, and quite a bit of people out here are are in the startup phase, what is the biggest challenge?
1: Oh, um, Silicon Valley, Bay Area is Mm. very small. People have old relationships. Okay. I have been doing this for 14 years, and I think I'm still an outsider. Mm. And I sometimes, you know, have been told that, oh, we have that old relationship, even if you do a better job and your cost is better, <laughs> and we have this old um, relationship, we're going to go with them. Right. In the Bay Area, I think, uh, because it's a small place that everybody kind of knows everybody, mm-hmm. penetrating into that whole environment is uh, very difficult. There are certain industries like uh, the SaaS industry or the technology industry is easier because people are new and open to it. Uh, life science industry is very old-fashioned, and it's mm-hmm. very difficult to penetrate into it. After fourteen years, we have basically just now started to penetrate it.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's your biggest challenge—is that they have old relationship and they are used to the status quo.
1: That is the biggest challenge, I think. Status quo. What we are trying to do is something different. Like I said, when you know, fifteen years ago, eighteen years ago, mm-hmm. if a CFO had an issue. He will call a big four right but now at least that mind frame has changed and they look at us and say oh there's another alternative that we can do
0: right so how did you overcome that challenge uh, initially
1: oh um uh, it's basically try 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 till you succeed
0: just don't give up they say no don't it's not yet yes. <laughs> don't sure. give up okay. now,
1: even till today when i lose a client to a competition I tell the client that even if they don't want to go with me, let's meet up for a cup of coffee because I want to learn that what did we do wrong or what could we have done better mm-hmm. to learn for the next step.
0: Okay, that's a good point. It's like you actually check with your client or your potential clients who you lost and say, how could I be better next okay.
1: What I could have well. I have done?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's good to know. And then now uh, getting up from that startup, now you get more recognition, now you started to grow, right? In that explosive or exponential growth phase, what is the biggest challenge?
1: Call it Keeping your quality right. You know, selling is easy, but uh, then delivering, making sure that the delivery is done properly, timely. What you promise is what you deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quality, I would say, is the main thing.
0: Right, Because once people quality. know you,
1: the business starts coming. But you need to maintain that quality. To maintain that quality, you need to keep re-ramping your own internal education.
0: Right, okay. And how do you overcome that challenge? Basically, how do you make sure that you can maintain that quality when you're hiring left and right? And, you know, the company is growing. Well, I, I, is I, doubling. I tell people
1: it's not just me that has grown as well projects to this point. I mm-hmm. got very lucky and I have some really great industry leaders who came and joined me. Okay. So every group has its own leader.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: uh, that is, I think, the best thing that ever happened to me, that I found the right people.
0: Find the right people, yeah. That that is very important because team is all its Team is all At this phase, you have grown past your own capacity. My
1: IP is my employees.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's very well said. You know, your IP is your employee. Okay, great. So now, as you said, right, you go into that maturity phase where you're running your business Mm -hmm. and until you have the second growth, right? In the maturity phase, what is the biggest challenge?
1: Well, I haven't reached the maturity phase, but... uh I think the, in our line of business, I'm on the growth path. And mm-hmm. I think when it comes to maturity, it will be the same thing. I think quality is number one. How do you maintain quality?
0: Right, right. I, I so See, in
1: the growth path, we are, I'm in the growth path right now. Mm-hmm. We are still hungry for business. Right. And we're still looking for best people out there that we can get to join our team. Right. Maturity phase, what I think will be, it will be, okay, business is coming. And at that point, we will not have to run after people to come join us. People will recognize us and want to join us. Mm-hmm. But that's where the struggle happens. That are we hiring the right people? Is the, Are we going to maintain the quality? How are we going to maintain that quality?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't we want to get hired. categorized as Robert Half. You know? mm-hmm. uh, Robert Half model is they're very successful. They're very big. But their model is throw things on the wall. If it sticks, great. If it doesn't <laughs> stick, who cares? We are all Robert Half. Right. I can't afford to do that. I'm still very, very small and uh, still growing. So yeah. anything that you, I throw to the wall. So anything that I throw small. to the wall should stick to the wall. Yes,
0: yes. But you know, you're very modest in terms of saying that, oh I'm small. It is.
1: I am very small compared to Robert Hub. I'm just giving an example of Robert Huff. other big giants like oh, that yes, out there. Yes, yes. But uh, I think quality is definitely something that if you don't maintain quality, you're done.
0: That is true. So you said that, right, that you have grown past your capacity, your own capacity, and you're relying on other people Mm -hmm. to basically have a team and have a system to follow. How did you transition from that? I am the only one that called the shot to...
1: You have to learn what your strength and what your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, I tell people this very humbly that... uh, What I know is good, but what other people know and bring to the table is better. So, for example, I am no longer the CEO of SOA Projects. Mm -hmm. You know, I stepped down six years ago when we started to, when we saw the downfall and we started growing. I said, you know, I got SOA Projects to a certain level. I am the founder, but now I need somebody else to take it and make it it into a bigger shop. And at that point, I brought in a new CEO to run the company or managing partner. I also brought in two new partners to you know, run the company, run different mm-hmm. different units. Uh, I acquired a company and made sure that that person who I acquired the company from also stayed with us. Right. So I think um, just relies that... Um, So so many hours in a day. Yeah, yeah. I need more people to make it into a success.
0: Right. I love that point because this is your baby, right? And when you start to grow a company, a lot of people hesitant it's very hesitant to give up that to give control. up your control yeah yeah so you got the good point know your strength yeah, and
1: now it's uh now i'm not the boss anymore <laughs> and uh, all the partners sit together and vote for everything okay so it's not just i say something and that happens everything is voted by in the, all the partners and um, you know, everybody's decision comes
0: okay great this is great and so uh just to wrap up if you could give the audience out there one or two advice um, where they are and how they can get to where you are
1: I think um, being humble is definitely number Mm -hmm. one you know bootstrapping I like the idea of bootstrapping because then you're not answerable to anybody it's your baby and you can work hard and make it a success humble definitely in the Bay Area is a big thing to go to uh, quality is definitely very important. Uh, without quality, I don't think anybody can go anywhere.
0: Right.
1: And uh, I think it's just one of those qualities, you know, being humble, quality, and keep at it, you know, keep doing it. And uh, one drawback should not let you stop. You should keep, your model should be succeed, succeed, succeed. You know, I always give that uh, example of uh, when we were young, we all heard that story of a spider when the spider is trying to climb a wall yeah. and keeps falling down but finally <laughs> succeeds. So I give my kids the same example and my employees the same example that, you know, keep trying till you succeed. And if you keep trying and keep working hard, you will succeed one
0: day. Okay. Okay. Just uh, be hanging persistent. in there and persistent.
1: Be persistent.
0: All right. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: Adam. Thank you very much. All yeah. right.
0: Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the story. I would love to hear from you. Please leave your comments on our podcast page, BrainshareCoach.com slash Bootstrappers. If you know someone who has made it big, I would love to tell their stories. Please get in touch with us. In the meantime, push on, make it happen, and celebrate your wins. See you next time.